Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and this week, the Queen's secret pickup truck. I had a very satisfying car-based series of events over the um, Christmas and New Year break. Oh. Starting with... Do tell, do tell. Oh, by the way, some Happy New 22. Happy 22. On that side of I, things, yeah. I put some new tyres on my Range Rover. Lovely. Not me personally. Obviously, I had a place to do it, and they did all the, you know, the tracking and everything. Oh, it felt nice afterwards. Did it? Oh, don't underestimate the importance of new tyres. It didn't. It wasn't marginal. It didn't urgently need new tyres, but it was bothering me that they were not super fresh they were the ones that i bought it with yes and yes it, it was just i was like mm, yeah well and so i had a fresh set of uh oem spec really scorpion zeros put on it um favorite bands yeah um, obviously yeah <laughs> massive in the tire industry these days yeah yeah did you make a whistling noise when you're driving along? But oh, is it the the tires have changed? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> well, listening to my tires getting changed. It did. It took them bloody ages to do it as well. Did it go on a bit? A, yeah, a very weird cafe around the corner. But um, uh, I yes. I, oh no, it, the car just felt better. And I think you know part of that might be psychological, but part of that was it was definitely just better. New tires make your car feel better. Well, it's funny you should say that because when um, it was, I think, the November last year, when I put new wheels and tires on the chimney on Chops's chimney, and mm. I went, I went, um, I went slightly, slightly fatter, uh, wider track. So they were eight J, I think, I put on them. The standard ones are six J wheels, mm. but I, I wanted to keep it within the arches, obviously, because I'm not savage. And um, and and I put some I put some all terrain uh, jobbers on it, um, and I really really like the, the the general grabber AT3s as they're called. Now, whenever someone talks about grabbers, I, there's always co- images being conjured of gypsy weddings activities. Yes, yes. but it's not. I have to say, so quite a chunky all terrain focused tire, but actually so much better on the road. So much better really? on the road. Yeah. Yeah, especially oh, no. in the cold, I was amazed. It actually right round back lanes changes direction better, despite the fact it's got a higher sidewall. I mean, it's like it goes against all the things I was expecting it to be. I thought it'd be more wallowy, bit more rubbish, but no, it wasn't. It's better. Huh? And I'm, I'm, I'm now just I'm standing and I, I shout at the sky every night. Come on, snow, let's be having you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bring on your heavy frost. Oi, hoarfrost, where are you? <laughs> yeah, I had a bit of that where I went, I'm ready now. I'm ready for you feel ready? whatever is going to happen. Except, well, of course, you know, 
It won't it's, be. It won't happen. It won't be. And also, uh, it's best not to get too cocky in these situations. I did find myself thinking about my new tyres and then eyeing the little, you know, those Land Rover have the terrain response control and it's got different modes. And I found myself just looking and going, snow. Yeah. Yeah, who'd have thought yeah. it? Yeah. Never never actually turned that, that knob in <laughs> no the one whole time has. I've had the car because it's got uh, cobwebs. No it's got cobwebs yeah, all it's over got it. <laughs> I'm probably going to turn it and it'll come off in my hand and it turns out it's not connected to anything. <laughs> Wait a minute, this is this is just the this isn't a knob. This is the uh, this is the aluminium casing from a Mr. Kipling pie. <laughs> that's do you know what? That's they they do that on all the models apart from the ones that go to Canada, which have a real switch yeah. inside there. And then they go, yeah, we can't piss those guys around. That's a real. They switch They talk there. about you know they talk in the industry, the car industry, about decontenting cars, taking bits out to save money on the build, and and but that is how Land Rover have saved an awful lot of money. Um, by just not connecting any of that shit to anything that does stuff. Well, <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> I did have cause. I'll never find this again now. I should have prepared, but we were going to talk about this. Uh, I had cause to try and look up. Um, I needed a picture of a uh, Discovery Series 2 yeah. to illustrate something. For the first time in over a year, I put something new on my, on my website, on sniffpetrol.com. For the oh. past two years, I'd done... Um, a little Christmas story from fictional car journalist Roy Lanchester and this year I didn't get around to it so I thought I'll do a New Year story instead so I did but I wanted to illustrate it with a picture of a Discovery 2 and I went in fact onto the Land Rover website they've got some pages buried deep in there that give you the sort of a brief background history of some of their cars and I found the one for the Discovery 2 it's it, I, I would suggest they might need to get a copy editor in to have a little go over these pages. They're not flawless. Are they wordy or are they... No, they're no. actually quite minimalist, but in that sense they're sort of almost... They just need a look because <laughs> I'll read you this bit from the, the page about the Discovery 2. It says, along with the upgraded engine and interior design, electronic off-road systems were added for the first time. blah de blah goes through a bit of that. And it concludes this paragraph by saying... The locking centre differential did remain. However, the linkage to operate it was now no longer attached. Uh, I don't think that's what they mean. What <laughs> they, because, they exactly mean. Yeah, because Basil and Ken on the production line got really arsy that year and they were like, do you know what? We're just, just not going to connect any of it. Screw you yeah, guys. It'll show. Home. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they need to reword that just slightly just to just to make it not total bollocks or misleading or rather That sounds like it's translated from another language and it hasn't it quite does. you know when you I I I I've it's not that I've been shopping on foreign websites for cheap cars over Christmas but I have used Google Translate a few times from Dutch and also uh Belgian and and, and, and several other languages and yeah you do find oh that terminology is a bit odd and then you kind of you think about it for a while you go oh yeah I know what they mean they mean that oh yeah the greatest ever mistranslation in a car press pack that used to reduce me <laughs> reduce me to giggles even though it's not that funny was there was a I think it's the Fiat Doblo yeah, but they did a passenger version of that. I do, if, there was, if there's one outside my sister-in-law's house on New Year's what? Eve, oh. oh, sorry, New Year's Day, New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah, I was admi- I was admiring it for its immensely high Pope-like 
window line. Yes. It's incredible. You could get in it with 13 top hats on and not even scrape the top one off. <laughs> it's definitely a top hat car, isn't it? Oh, it's very top hat. But I like I like the description of, of a car with tall windows as Pope style. Oh, it is definitely Popey spec. The Doblo passenger version came. They sent over a press release, and uh, it obviously been translated directly from Italian without too much editing. <laughs> and one of the one of the sentences said, "The side doors, which are always sliding, and a straight well, <laughs> always like are they loose?" Do they not latch home? And all I could think was as you drove along the chest, you know, oh, they've opened again. Then you break and they... Whoosh, whoosh, I had that. I had a failed door on a, um, a sliding sliding door people carrier once, and it and it did do that. But The doors were always sliding. One of them would always, when you accelerate hard, it would always just, it would open like a sort of stage curtain. And then when you put the brakes, <laughs> you had to feather the brake pedal so it didn't slam shut and like destroy yeah. the side of the car. <laughs> Because they're quite heavy sliding doors. They are quite heavy, yeah. And I remember going on a on a stag do in a Renault Renault Kangoo. Yes. Um, whatever they what, did, they have a word for the for the passenger version. Or was it? Just yeah, the they do, and I always version? get them mixed up with all the other brands that they're similar to. Because it was the Berlingo Multispass was the Citroen right. version, wasn't it? And yeah, which I is I love the Multispass. Um, that was the one, wasn't it? The original Berlingo Multispass was with, a very, very likeable car. I just looked like you'd had a carpenter in and say, could you put 46 shelves up in the roof space of yeah. my house, please? And you go, yeah, I could do that. And you just yeah, get in a multispace and you look up and you go, this is like a cathedral of DIY. This is amazing. Yeah. I love Honestly, it. I always wanted to get one and then just have like one of the shelves just have like little books all down it. So that oh, yeah. Just, you a little, little, little library on board. Um, I want creepers. The, I'd put well hydrated creepers because if you've got um, the if you've got a glass sunroof, obviously it lets loads of light in. It's a it's a haven well, they for did, cacti. Didn't they? Yeah, haven yeah. for cacti. You could do that, couldn't you? Get one of those some of those little little cacti. Make sure they're sort of blue tack down. The, the flipping well blue tack, like black tack down. You know the ultra yeah. tacky stuff. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't want to gun it, and someone in the back gets a cactus <laughs> in the eye. That would be. It's like awkward. Anchorman 2 when the motorhome goes into that slow motion roll. And oh, yeah. And there's a scorpion tank and like a collection of bowling balls and all kind of other things that just fly into the air. Yeah. I kind of blotted Anchorman 2 out of my mind because I love Anchorman 1 and I was really disappointed with 2. Were you? Oh, I yeah, it but I've only seen good. it once. I went to the cinema to see it. I remember there's a really good joke with a bat in it, but I can't remember the specifics. <laughs> So sounds very Alan Partridge-y, that does. I won't go into Maybe specifics. Maybe there was a gag with a Lynn. bat. Uh, just can't remember uh, the specifics. I, yeah, so I went on a stag do in a Renault Kangoo and oh, you're on right? the motorway, and one of the people I was on the stag do with went, can you open these doors when you're driving along? And I went, oh, I don't think so, assuming there's some kind of interlock system. Oh, no. No, no. No, of course And not. he opened the door. He just opened one of the side, one of the side doors, yeah. and then we drove along. We were in convoy, and then we we were pulled out to overtake one of the people we were going to the same place with, and we were just driving alongside with with them trying to throw things at the other car out of an open door. And I was quite surprised that there wasn't some kind of system. Well, no, because it's not illegal. No, it is. And, and uh, I suppose not. Because you could open any car door at speed, couldn't you? As George Michael once proved, it's just that it generally air pressure. That's, that forces a hinge door. door. That's yeah. right. 
and the suicide door, you'd find it comfortably folding back across the bodywork of the car if you mm. were to do it at motorway speed. Weirdly, I've written on my hand, George Michael, before we started doing this podcast. And <laughs> just just I, because. No, it's not a daily ritual. Um, no. Okay. But I, I, it's because I, I always think about him on Christmas Day. I know we're supposed to think about the birth of Jesus and biblical mm. things, but I, I now also think about George Michael only because it occurred to me. And if people are listening to this who haven't ever watched any Smith and Sniff videos, which we did before the podcast was invented, um, it's five years ago since he died. Is it? He died five Christmases ago. Yeah. Crikey. And of course, because he died on Christmas Day, I kind of think of it as also George Michael Day. Um, well, it, it it should be, shouldn't it? Really, well, he kind of was the king of Christmas songs, apart from Bing Crosby as well. Um, but yeah, he he. So that time that you and I made that video in the, mm. uh, we were in a Bentley, weren't we? Was it a Bentley? Yeah, we were in the Bentayga, I think. That's right, and we went past his house in. It was not about this time, maybe late January, early February. The I year, think the it year. was actually sort of February or even March, and but there were still all those people who had left flowers and shrines, shrines outside, and then and there, his old Range Rover was there, still all covered in yeah, in flowers, absolutely and, covered in notes and flowers. So if you, I've still got yeah, I've still got pictures of that. I'll stick them up. On, yeah, I was going to say of his. We'll we'll um, put a link to the video and also some pictures because we did take some bits and bobs. That little we, green it's... space, that little area of park opposite his house in Highgate that was just all sort of covered in more tributes and shrines and people had left little battery-powered lights out and stuff. And that was there for, I think, probably at least a year after he died because yeah. eventually the local residents kind of went, all right, enough's enough, just clear it all away now. But yeah. Yeah. for, I think, at least a year... You used to go, because that's sometimes how, like, if I'd been in town, I'd get a cab home, the taxi would go that way past his house, and, and it was really nice. Late at night, you'd go past and you just see all these little, like, fake candles and strings of lights just twinkling away in the darkness. It was quite touching. I think maybe it should be an, a Christmas caroling spot every uh well, it's, I think it's maybe it is. is. Maybe it is. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm just talking about something which is already happening. I'm just not a local <laughs> of Highgate Village. So, unfortunately, the real I think estate... people should put trees in their houses with decorations on. Them. <laughs> no, no, we, we, we do. We oh, okay. Well, I'm not like King Kim Jong Un or whoever it was who <laughs> recently claimed that he invented the burrito a decade ago. <laughs> which someone just, must have done. Still, just tickled me. I think, yeah, I think you're a bit late to that party, mate. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, yeah, George Michael Day, and uh, that's always interesting. So, I've written that yeah. on my art, on my hand. Um, I was. I know there was a sort of this Christmas just gone. It felt like on social media, people were sort of not they were not creating a backlash against the song last Christmas, but but that there was this thing about you know people trying to go as long as they could without hearing it. And oh, I, no, it's special. It's too special. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about it. one of the things that I really like about the song, and I've heard it. I think I've heard that song an above average amount of time because oh. I worked in a shop over Christmas. Yes, for two consecutive Christmases. And back in those days, the head office used to send out the Christmas tape <laughs> to all their branches. <laughs> the Christmas tape. With horror, you'd you'd open the envelope in the internal 
mail system and you'd be like oh christ it's the christmas tape and it's november the second and you're like shitting hell it's gonna you drill told my you head. had to start putting it on <clears throat> you were allowed to put it on but then alternate with one of the other tapes of course this is this is all i mean i don't know how they do music in shops now i imagine they stream it from something or other yeah it'll all be streamed from a hub won't it and all that yeah, from a hub, some kind uh, of hub yeah, so there's some the, sort you know, of like router and it comes in it, probably 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 like sending it you know it all goes a, like, out computer but back in the day they used to send a tape in the post and um and and the christmas tape always had last christmas on it of course but the thing that I like about Last Christmas, I've realised my favourite thing is the very crisp 1980s drum machine, which apparently George Michael, it's a Lynn drum machine. I looked this up and um, and George Michael programmed it himself. What, the synchro, the synchro fill-in? Did he do all the fill-in, the drum yeah. machine fill-ins? Yeah, because that's the thing, it's got, it's it's got a lot, lot of fill-ins. Yeah, it has. And he I did was all go- that. He programmed th- all that on the Lynn. I think for an ultra um, high, highly functioning um, quiz music quiz person to say how many drum uh, drum machine fillings are there in Wham's Last <laughs> Christmas, that would be a really difficult question. Do you think? Oh, there's. I reckon there's a lot. Forty. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think there's there's a lot of them. I can't. We we, we shouldn't talk about Christmas because it's gone. That's it. This is it's twenty. It's gone. It's, it's twenty two. Over with. Now, mate. Leave it. It's twenty two. Oh yeah, right. it's twenty two. See inside the new year. And someone someone shouted "oi oi" this the other morning on the radio, and what? It, it made me realise that that and the word "literally" uh, t- to me they they jar me so heavily I get angry in fact I ground my teeth quite hard just before <laughs> Christmas and a bit fell off um, oh my god yeah because I think someone said oi oi and it really annoyed me you got to watch that because a bit fell off my teeth last year and um, that it led inexorably to having some root canal work done oh no which did was it both expensive and unpleasant so yeah did you keep get an s- eye on that would stage be stage two or stage three uh, root canal I, the new air filter yeah Re- um, remap yeah bigger injectors well. yes yeah, so i was gonna injectors. say bigger extra yeah. injector on just new existing and a piggyback ecu as well <laughs> it's, it's, so i mean it's probably stage three isn't it <laughs> the woman who the dentist there's a, there's a root canal specialist who carved out my gums and then there's a the dentist who put a crown on top when it had all calmed down oh that's the and, ecu um, He's flashed yeah. that. He's had a flash she is, she map, is. It? I have got, I've got a piggyback tooth now sitting on top. But she, I, I, be honest, I hadn't looked up the precise details of root canal surgery because I didn't want to know. I just thought I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that it's fairly terrible. And actually, it wasn't as terrible as I thought. It was okay. If anyone's considering it or they've been told they need it, go ahead. It's, it's actually okay. The worst bit is having to lie there for like an hour with your mouth open. But afterwards, the, when the dentist was putting the crown on, she went, "Well, now." Um, don't worry, you won't feel anything of this because the tooth is now dead. Like, oh <laughs> shit! Is it? What? Hang on. What? Yeah, so they've lobotomized it. They drill it. Yeah, out they've lobotomized it. Yeah, I didn't really realise. It's like I, I'm, you know, usually I, I'm kind of one of those nerdish men who likes to know stuff about things, but every so often I do think ignorance is bliss. And I thought I'm not going to because it's so easy now to look up online. What does? What's root canal surgery? What does it involve? What are they going to do? And I thought, no, don't want to know. Just I think know. knowledge is power until mm. those situations and sometimes lack of knowledge is power, which is something that nobody's ever said. But I think that, yeah. that, that, <laughs> well, that lack of knowledge is power, <laughs> depends, says it? Donald Trump. Like, if the woman who 
did the root canal was now I am a firm believer that lack of knowledge is power so I haven't read any of the books and frankly when I was at college I didn't pay a blind bit of attention here we go <laughs> when you heard someone shout oi oi on the radio this presumably wasn't classic FM but which station fucking, fucking was it? hate I fucking hate the term oi oi it, it winds me right up. You know, it's it's a fucking. It's making me really grip my teeth now. It's like, oh, shut up, shut up, oi oi. It, do you know what it is? It's normally when there's what's the point? What's the part of a dance track when it quietens down and then there's you're coming in for a crescendo, aren't you? You're bringing the crowd back in again for another high point, which the I'm drop. all for the drop. Okay, I'm all for the drop. I don't need. I don't need some absolute. Titwank to, to shout oi oi at me with with some sort of cuff ankle tracky bottoms on and tribal tats. I don't need that because you've ruined it now. You've ruined it with your threaded eyebrows. You've ruined it. No one ever goes. Well, that was a beautiful oi oi there, Professor. Thank you so much. <laughs> and now the Archbishop's address. In fact, it was the Queen's speech on Christmas Day. Oh, I think well, she, she ended she loves it an oi-oi, with oi oi because. She loves to go into Boxing Day with sort of arms, windmilling fists and a load of Taylor's port uh, on her chin. <laughs> it's, it's quickly followed by um, come and get some. It's usually, oi, oi, come yeah. and get some. Come on, get in. I've heard that the Queen just calls everyone geezer, men and women. She's oh. just, she just does it. It's her thing. Oh, she's one of those women who calls people mate a lot as well. Oh, she's definitely, oh yeah, she's, that's you know she's quite she's quite in your face, Her Majesty. Hi, mate. Hi. All right, mate. <laughs> I'll tell you something for fucking nothing. Oi, <laughs> <laughs> oi. If the queen, if the queen said oi, oi a lot, I wouldn't grit my teeth. I'd actually find that really charming. It's when other people say oi, oi, I get oh, really okay. cross about it. So you're, what you're proposing essentially is there's two things that Her Majesty is allowed to do that no one else is. One, eat swans. Two, yes. say oi oi in yeah. a social situation. Oi oi. Yeah, because she'd say it with quite a sort of feathery, <laughs> fluttery old lady voice. And it would be posh oi oi. Oi oi. You know, a mate of mine accidentally met the Queen. In the mo- I thought you were going to say my mate accidentally shouted oi oi at the Queen. Well, that would have been amazing. Wouldn't it? Just before he- the drop, and obviously the Queen yeah. was well on it. <laughs> There's a friend of mine who works for, works for charity, and he went to a drinks reception at Buckingham Palace, but he wasn't paying attention or something, but he didn't realise <laughs> that suddenly this, this man came round who worked at the palace and went, now, in a moment the doors over there will open, and you will have invited one at a time to process through and Her Majesty will be waiting to receive you. And he went, what? I'm sorry, her, what, hey, what, Her Majesty as in Her Majesty? Yes, and then they give you this little briefing on, you know, what to do and what to say and all of this sort of stuff. And he was he was like, I, I had no idea. And then he went through and he met the Queen. That's brilliant. Apparently she's very nice. <laughs> I, I, mean, I'd, I don't I, think she said, I don't think she said oyo though. Do you know what, I, 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 I think I've said it in a previous cast that I met... Um, Phil the Greek, um, the you know the the serial freelander crasher, um, but bless him. <laughs> well, but the I I um I've never met the Queen, but if I ever did, I'd be so all I'd want to talk about is Rover P fives, I think, or 
something like that. I just I, I want to talk about older Royal Spec cars. I go. I think I I might go down the Land Rover route because she had a Defender and she she famously had that Defender V8. So they made her a new one after you couldn't get Defender V8s in Britain anymore. They made her one a one ten hardtop yes. station wagon uh, with an auto gearbox. And she had it for a bit, and then it was sent back to Solihull with a request. Could you kindly put a manual gearbox in it? And at that point, I was like... Seriously? Yeah. Her Madge is a, is a helms lady. She's a three-peddler. She is, yeah. So Not an old peddler. A, th- a three-peddler. No. <laughs> and then she's got, she's still got, I think, uh, an L322-shaped Range Rover like mine. Oh, really? Yeah, but I think she's got, like, she's got a really good spec. She's got green... With I think clear glass, oh. tasteful old money. I um, I was so we could chat about that. To, I was hoping you might say, um, "Oh, she's actually got an L two hundred. Yeah, it's a Mitsubishi animal. She doesn't talk about it. <laughs> it's the tax. It's, she doesn't have to pay the tax on it. She just can't be bothered. Pay the fat back. Oi, oi. Yeah, exactly. Oi, oi. Can't be bothered to do JLR on the quiet. Just does L two hundred. Yeah, it, she's reversed it into loads of, of walls, so the back's all crinkled. It's okay. It's absolutely fine. It never, ever, it's never been serviced, but nobody cares about it. She tucks it round the back at Sandringham, you dirty what, little... Do you think, like, one of her, her people, her, you know, what do we call it, Eckeries or something, <clears throat> comes up to her and goes, Mum, if it would be no trouble, I, 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 I could have the oil changed on your um, <laughs> Mitsubishi. You keep your hands off that. Nobody touches the fucking keys for this truck except me. Oi, oi. <laughs> that's right. That's her oi, oi car. The L200. Yeah. <laughs> She's got decks in the back. She's Just, got yeah. it. Some heavy bass coming down a country lane. You're like, who the fuck is that? And then this... Is it one of those pickup trucks that's been backed into something with such force that the bed is visibly peeling away from the cab a little bit? Oh, yeah. It's she doesn't give a back, shit. They're separating slightly and none of the rear lights work because of the said <laughs> crash. So if you're following... Following it to a rave, obviously, oi, oi. Um, you can't actually see it. It's it's exempt from being seen. But so, you can hear it, so that's the yeah. Main thing. And because it's royal spec, it doesn't need tax MOT. No one's checked it because no, she doesn't need number plates, does she? She's, no, she's it's, exempted so it's, from those. So it's, so, the, it's the ultimate rave stealth vehicle. Oi, oi. Sorry, you have to do it. Who knew that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II was so naughty? <laughs> I'm now suddenly hoping that this is all true. Oh, I'm certain it is. Uh, that she has, like you say, she does have a penchant for uh, Land Rover product, but that cheeky down the side, obviously, people like royal handlers and people like that, they always say, oh, that's the gardeners. That's not, it's yeah. part near the gardens, isn't it? But, but when I say it's part near the gardens, it's backed into a wall in the garden. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, you can't They've really smash got. the lights. They're already smashed out. So just keep, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I mean, they just have an endless supply of ornamental fountains to replace the ones <laughs> that she's, she's constantly reversing into them. It's a bit like the beginning of Home Alone, where everyone knocks that statue off. Outside the house, it's the same. But or um, every episode of Police Squad where he drives into some bins. Oh gosh, I just I just want all this to be real now. Hi hi, I can't do the I can't do Queen Elizabeth's voice quite as well as you. It seems. <laughs> like, you need to do the oi oi, the royal oi oi, oi oi. Yes, 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 yes. What what was the other one? 
isn't there another thing that we oh the crane that's it because we, we used to talk about the crane the crane the TV the TV series the crane the crane is, is. Um, well I no I'm, I'm pretty certain that's all true uh, I don't see why it wouldn't be so, well um, I mean we've got I wasn't expecting to have a royal chat but let's just say I think the Queen's going to retire soon I don't mean die I, I think retire soon and I don't think Charlie is going to take on the the kingship take on the king's head i think charlie's gonna say will you're young you're fresh i think you've got a balanced head on your shoulders so therefore will will become the king of 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 england mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And think? I think, and because Will and Kate, they, 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 you know, they're down on street level. I think they're going to go for used cars. They don't want new cars. So it's all going to be used. So they'll go back through the raw catalogue and they'll probably pluck a few out of Gaydon and just go, yeah, let's just tool around in that for a while. We'll have a bit of that, and we'll have gra- Grandpa's Metro Cab. You know, the one I was telling you about <laughs> on WhatsApp. <laughs> Because he still, I, I think it's still in the royal circle of cars. What, whatever you call it, the royal um, wheelhouse. Um, Is which, it? I think so. So it's it's a metro cab that he had converted to run on uh, um, LPG. I'm pretty sure it is LPG, um, and it's got the Queen's coach line. You know, the the, the Queen's colours, the royal colours. It's yeah. painted the royal colours, so it's stealth because it's metro cab, and it it you know it's like a. It's like a normal black cab, but with special needs, and and then and, but it's it's painted in royal spec colours. It's brilliant. Love it. I hope it's still around. I can't imagine they wouldn't scrap it, would they? But, no, no, they wouldn't would scrap they? it. Oh, maybe maybe it's the new oi oi. Maybe the Queen uses it now, and because the L two hundred is just too bad and refuses to be serviced or looked at by anybody, it's now the Metro cab's turn. <laughs> <laughs> the royal metro it's smoking cab. like a bastard. Oh yeah, and she's running it on chip fat, so it stinks. Yeah, but what, what engine was in those metro cabs? Was it the Nissan? Diesel. Was it the Nissan Patrol motor? Which I can't Possibly. remember the numbers. I mean, of that was in the listener. That was in the fairways as well, wasn't it? The fairways, the, yes, that's right. It had the Nissan diesel in them because I think the, the Nissan diesel replaced the. <laughs> there was an engine that was in the the trad you know, proper old school fairways or whatever else they used to call them. 
um, yeah, cabs. That FX a cabbie four. once told me the FX fours. Yeah, there was one of those engines. I thought it might have been the Land Rover diesel, old school one, the four cylinder. Well, it's just awful. If if you had two or three people in the back, a cabbie once told me that there were certain hills in London that those taxis would struggle <laughs> to get out. It's just amazing. And you think, hang on a minute, the whole point of a diesel engine is it's torquey. Or is it? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th- I can't remember. Was it, was, it, was it the Land Rover engine? And it probably did. It had like 53 horsepower and 58 pound foot of torque. It's terrible. And it was as noisy as anything. So just, um, just a washing machine full of adjustable spanners. Just yes. awful, awful, hateful, awful, hateful thing. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to talk about Queen-related royal motoring matters, but anyway. Yeah, well, it's it's important. That's the nature matters of this podcast, of the state. isn't it? Uh, this does lead me on to something that I made a note I wanted to talk to you about. Oh. Because this has bothered me for a long time. Okay. You know when you see very high-profile court cases on the TV? And yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, but the person involved, sort of whoever that might be... You'll see them leaving, say, the Old Bailey. Yes. And there's lots of photographers and film crews all crowding around them. Yes. And it always seems to me as if by magic, a sort of suitably dignified and large car will pull up, an S-Class or an XJ or maybe a Range Rover or something, and they will get in and be whisked away. Yeah. And it's all, I've always thought, shit, I hope I'm never involved in a high-profile court case, because I wouldn't... I'd forget to organise that. Who organises it? They don't look like it's, you know, it's, a, it's not a minicab, but it's like somebody's fixed that up for them. Does the court sort it out just so you don't... I'd be standing on the street waiting for an Uber and they'd just be swarmed by photographers and there's no dignity in that. You're having to go, I've nothing to say. I've still nothing to say. <laughs> oh, the app says it's still six minutes away. All right, listen, guys, can we just... I'm, I'm so sorry. Could we stop uh, asking me questions? I told you no comment. It's courtcast. Oh, it's, it's cancelled on me. Com. It's well. It's, it's just another f- facade of VIP airport taxis, but of course nobody goes to airports at the moment because COVID. Yeah. So instead, they're just doing a lot of high-profile court stuff. So sometimes you'll see a, um, a limousine um, Chrysler three hundred that nobody wants for anymore, um, and they'll just use it to go to the the, the old Bailey. <laughs> Um, and it, yeah, it's still got chandeliers in it and stuff from Hindus of the mid noughties <laughs> but um, nobody really cares. So, well, because what occurred to me, and this has been something that's played on my mind for years, it's like how do they? How people always seem to leave court in a suitably dignified, brisk way. You never see like somebody comes out of court and then a mate eventually pulls up and they've got a three door Fiesta. And and the person and there's someone in the front passenger seat. So there's a lot of faffing about while they get in, and then only a few weeks ago, you know, Katie Price Jordan yes. was in court. Yes, I saw a, a picture of her getting into a car after her court appearance, and it was a Fiat 500, and she'd got a blanket over her head to try and hide, but she was trying to get into a Fiat 500 with a blanket over her head. And I just thought, finally someone who's having an undignified exit from court in the way that I always imagine I would do. Katie Price got into a Fiat 500 with a blanket over her head. Yeah. Oh, okay. She wasn't driving it, was she? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I believe her court appearance actually led to her, as part of her driving licence being taken away, wasn't it? Because she had a crash. No, she she was driving, she got caught driving without a licence. I think she'd already had a licence taken away. Yeah, and so and then, she, then you she, 
can't take a license away from someone that's had their license <laughs> taken away. So yeah. uh, you just get oi oi shouted at you um, <laughs> 23 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Carol singers, <laughs> but they shout oi oi and they point in like football chanting. And that's the punishment. It's like prison torture. They just it, it happens all day, every day, for a month. Well, you're sentenced to have oi oi shouted yeah, at you. Yeah, they surround your house and I it's just people. You to one year yeah. of having oi oi. Um, it's like well, jury service, but you have to shout oi oi <laughs> in shifts, <laughs> nonstop, outside <laughs> someone's house who's been caught for drink driving or they're driving yeah. with, without a license. Yeah, oi oi. That's good. A, a highly effective deterrent, I would imagine. Particularly for you. Um, the only other note that I made on this topic is that. Over Christmas, I had cause to watch the video for Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. Oh, the, 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 the classic, the classic. The classic. If you watch, most of that is in the studio, but there are some shots from outside of famous people arriving at the studios where it was recorded. And Indeed. <laughs> what, is it Bananarama in the brief. Mark 1 Golf GTI? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Always. Always. I don't even know if it's a GTI. I think it's just a three-door Golf, isn't I it? I think it's a driver. Ah. I think it's a driver because it has a... It has a. Do you know what? A, a friend of mine, um, Kieran, from Rockstar's Cars, has, has, tra- yes. has tracked that car down. I think it still exists. No. I think it still exists. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... It, is it white with the sunroof? The sunroof uh, was the thing well, that really gave it away. I think it has a sunroof which you couldn't order if it was a GTI or something. There's some weird, boring car trivia thing about it. I'll have to dig it up. It was a few, a couple of years ago that we set upon that. Trying that's to, amazing. Yeah, um, I think it's still I, around, Rich. I think I've got the video up here, but now I've got to spool through it and try and find it. The the point is that I just I, I really because again you sort of see you know rock stars turning up at things and they'll swoosh up in a in a limo yeah. of some sort yeah and get out with full dignity and i thought it was really endearing that banana armor there's three of them and, and they, they're having to two of them having to scramble out the back <laughs> a of a three door, door car it's a three in front door of car. the world's media <laughs> but i think that's cool like you said and also it reminds people that hot hatches should be three door i still i still maintain that they shouldn't be allowed five door hot hatches it should be disallowed if you want the hot driving experience it should be slightly contrived to get in and out and that's the rule i'm afraid the problem is there are fewer and fewer three door hatches now because yeah uh, the golf is five door only it is and focus Polo is five focus door st um, yeah and all that uh yeah i can't think of many no, it's the demise. It's the demise of that. Super minis. Yeah, but it's a shame because I think proportionally it doesn't look right. Oh, I know what's still three door. Oh, no, it isn't. Bollocks, it isn't. Um, A videographer I use a lot on the Late Break Show has a McGann RS, the current one. Yes. But I think it's five. It's five door, isn't it? Yeah, it is. There's no three door McGann anymore. There's no three door Clio anymore. Do you know the the McGann RS is like one of the widest cars on British roads? (laughs) It's so wide. It's almost square. If you look at it from above, if you looked at it like a reconnaissance aircraft, it's just a square. (laughs) It's incredible. (laughs) And it's yellow because, of course, Renault RS. It's a great, it's a great car, great looking thing. But yeah, it's basically a square. I found that bit in the Band Aid video. Uh, Banana Armour are posing by the open passenger door of the White Golf, 
but the door is obscuring the wheel arch, so you can't see. But you can well, see the door trim, and the door trim looks low spec to me because there's painted metal. Did golf drivers have an all enveloping door trim, or do they all have oh, painted metal inside? Listen, look, guys. Look, um, guys. <laughs> there's been some investi- previous investigation to this car. If you're a patron of this podcast, a thank you. B I'll put the link up for Rockstar's cars. I'm sure he's done some investigation on this. I know he has because I've had conversations with him about the banana rama. <laughs> We're going back to <laughs> Christmas records again. It's not Christmas anymore. It's early we, 22. <laughs> All right. It's we, it's L200 or L or or 322. Are you calling this the year of the 322? Is this is that what you're calling this? Do you, do uh, 22 plate which doesn't exist well this is going back to what I said at the beginning the, the, the two things I did that I, with my Range Rover that are very satisfying is one uh, I put new tyres on it which made it feel immeasurably better in yes. lots of ways but then also it was filthy and I was just like well it's winter and it's and it's you know it's a it's a busy car it's it's a family workhorse busy and, busy automobile I know but my know. wife was going somewhere where they have a car wash in the car park and she went Shall I just get it washed while I'm out? I was like, eh, if you want. Ooh. And it came back, and it looks mega. They've done a really nice job on it, and it just looks. And I've realised as well that they've used things like washing old up liquid Rovers, on it, Richard. No, they're good. These guys, they better okay. freaking have because they're quite expensive. But they're I've seen them before. They're okay. pros. And my wife said they were really bored because it was a cold day and no one was coming by to to sample their wares and they so they, the whole team there went to town on our car while she was indoors doing something else and um they've done a beautiful job on it and uh and i think i think old range rover is part of like stopping them looking a bit scrap dealer is that if you keep them clean they just look a bit smart it's something i'll discuss with her majesty i i, I was gonna meet. say the queen will talk about you know the detailing vacuum where you can get the lines in the carpets a little bit like if you ever mow your own lawn and you have a roller on your mower and you get the beautiful lines in the lawn. Mm. It's the same principle, but car detailing. It's the same thing. When I was a teenager, I used to mow a bloke's lawn, like a neighbour's lawn, for for money. Yes. You know, in that accepted way that you do when you're a kid. And, yes. Um, but he he always used to... He had a, a quite a, a long lawn and he had a very big, heavy, old-school petrol mower. Oh, this and guy's a dude he, already. Yeah, John Cox, top man. Yeah. And um, he used to insist that I started at, directly in line with his kitchen window. What? Because then he went, because he went, you do the first stripe here, because I want the first stripe to be in line with the kitchen window and dead straight. And then you'll do the stripes to one side and you'll come back and do the stripes to the other side. And that oh. way I know. Because he said otherwise, you start at one side of the lawn. If you've got any little kinks or deviations, you'll just start following them and you'll get a growing kink across the lawn. And by the time you get to my kitchen window, it won't be arrow straight. And I want a nice straight line leading direct from where I stand and have my morning coffee. So, And I kind of admired that attention to detail. Plus he was paying me, so I would do, do his bidding. Well, I have to say... Um if someone's going to get someone else to mow their lawn, the, the the fact that they're so precise about it, you just think, do it yourself. But yeah, but I you sort of earn feel, money you know from that, and I used to earn all of my money um, in the early 
Saturday job years, uh, which I've probably said on previous podcasts, I used to mow a lot of elderly people's lawns in the surrounding area to where I lived. And that's how I saved up for things like mountain bikes and cameras and contraband. So, uh, oh, oh, the other thing, it was that bloke with the 560 SEC that I told you about who lived in a really small house <laughs> but had a new... 560 SEC. I still don't have know. Have we talked about this? Yeah, on the we have. Podcast? And I'm going to name check him now because, I mean, he could be dead. His name was Andrew Salter. He lived in a very small two bedroomed, two up, two down house, right? But he had a mm. new 560 SEC. So he basically had the best car on this entire housing estate where I grew up, right? But the smallest house. This mm. guy was a man about town. And he used to leave his lawn until it was about three feet high. I had to go in there once. My brother had to take the strimmer head off and put a brush cutter on. We'd never used the brush cutter before, which is metal, you know, spinning metal disc rather than than flailing nylon line. That's how serious it was. And the lawn was yellow when we got down to the... Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was... was, I I had to apologise to him and say, listen, the lawn's yellow, but that's because... It's not seen and it's not done any photosynthesis, mate, for years. So, you know, what can I say? Oi, oi. All right. See, I, the guy whose lawn I used to cut, I used to wash his cars as well, but it was almost like in our neighbourhood, these jobs were handed down from... So my mate Simon used to do it, and then he handed it on to me. But before that, Simon's older brother used to do it, and I think before that, someone else might have done it as well. So it was almost like I think John used to do it just because he was, you know... A, a, a comfortably off sort of chap and yes. he just he it was almost like he, yeah, it saved him he couldn't be asked and, and also it was just sort of helping local teenagers to go and then blow it on booze and fags or whatever but, um, <laughs> it's uh, exactly what, what it was it's exactly what um, it was it's a rite of passage but, we, you know you have mentioned that guy with the SEC before yeah but I, I mentioned have. that in our name in fact same same mate of mine Simon who's a little bit older than me his next door neighbour for a while they lived in a, you know, it was a nice house, like a sort of three or four bedroom detached house, but but it wasn't super flash mega mansion. But in the garage in the late eighties, early nineties, the guy had a Porsche nine eleven turbo flat nose. Oh, yeah, gosh! Now you remember those? The what they the nine thirty turbo SE. Well, they were all nine thirties, nine eleven turbos, but this was like the special order. I think it was called the SE over here. And it was about thirty grand more than a normal turbo. They were insanely expensive when a normal turbo was sort of fifty or something. They were. It was like almost half as much again to have the flat nose. They were super rare, super expensive, and this bloke had one tucked in a single car garage in a suburban house. What? That, yeah, the house, and they had no furniture as well. Oh, this guy. Or almost this no guy furniture. Was, this guy was um, Wilmslow Vice. Well. The thing is, it wasn't. He wasn't a single man. He had a wife or partner, and they had a kid. It, it wasn't. It was just. But they didn't have enough furniture to fill the rooms in their house. They had multiple houses, and none of them had any cutlery or furniture. Oh, so they, oh. they were they on witness protection. Well, you wouldn't buy a Porsche 911 Turbo flat nose if you had witness protection. You'd ah, buy a, but you might have you had it prior to witness protection. Oh, I see. And he has to keep it tucked away because he's got to yeah. keep a low profile. Because he never hell. got it out of the garage as far as we could work out. We yeah. only knew it was in there because Simon used to babysit for them. 
Yeah. And he invited me round one night. He went, I'm babysitting for next door, but come and see what they've got in the garage. This is, witness, prote- this is, this is witness protection, Rich. This is witness protection. So he, he couldn't drive it for the next two years, three years, five years, because he'd be identified as the bloke that saw the thing that happened. Uh-huh. And that's why they went into that house with no furniture. They had to get rid of all their stuff, quickly move. And they were like, oh, well, we're only going to be here for two years and then we'll go back to living, I don't know, insert name of place here. Uh, we'll, we'll go back Miami. to living in the... Yeah, we'll go back to living in the beach house in Lewes in uh, near Brighton. Okay. But yeah. until then, we've got to move here and we've got to have... Yeah, I told you about... I featured that guy's car on Max Power years ago, which was quite oh, yeah. a distinct car and he was I know, on witness protection... <laughs> <laughs> witness protection. Ah, it's amazing. For some reason, I can't guess past the fact. I was just wondering what would you what would you drive if you're in witness protection in the late eighties? And I can't get out of my head a white Fiat Regatta. Oh yeah, it's the just Regatta. A sort of really ordinary car from the late eighties. We just go as an ordinary person going about their ordinary business <laughs> in their fairly ordinary car. I'd have a Nissan Bluebird. Sure there's no reason to report them to the mafia and have them. Um, I'd have a brand shot. new base model. Nissan Bluebird, so I would it would never Ooh. break down, it would never let me down. All right, so I'm not yeah. going to get trapped yeah. in an awkward situation, reliability yeah. wise, <laughs> yeah. because I'm on witness protection. <laughs> and well, I think because your car breaks down, your Fiat Regatta breaks down, then it turns out the RAC man knows is an ex gang member. Yeah, well, knows people who know people, and he rather than fixing your car, he he, he goes, I'm just going to go and have to make a phone call, get some um, <clears throat> parts. Oh, some heavies he, turn up. Yep, and then you're in. You're doomed. You're doomed. Yeah, you're in a lay-by in you. the broken regatta. Whereas I'm yeah. sailing by, <laughs> base one point six <laughs> Nissan Bluebird. I think the Americans refer to it as a stanza. So then, but also you could probably go full Her Majesty spec on that and never have the oil change, which means you don't have to go and liaise with anyone at a service centre. No, no, absolutely. So I just order- you're minimising your contact with strangers, which could lead to you being identified. Well, I just slink it into the single garage in the dead of night and I drop the oil and put some new slip some new pads into it. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, this, is, this only happens every three years because... I'm not doing yeah. a great deal of heavy work with it. <laughs> Track work. Track. I don't do. <laughs> Got to use that term. It still makes still makes me giggle. Bit of track work, and uh, and then yeah, the 1.6 Bluebird. And oh, no, it's a saloon, not a hatch. I'm a traditionalist. I'm not going for the modern aperture. Oh. I go for the okay. saloon, please. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's white, uh, just because. And so yeah, we and it's got the velour interior. Uh, I think. But, well, um, oh, hang on, you're going base spec. Oh, I'm not base, sure what so Sir would it is be vinyl? to the velour interior. Would, yeah, I don't think it's vinyl, but it might be. Moquette, be moquette. Cl- unspecified cloth. <laughs> unspecified cloth. cloth. Um, Grey cloth. Yes. That's all it says in the brochure. It just goes cloth. Well, I'm a man of the unspecified cloth, if anyone asks about my um, religious d- denomination. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm, a man of, cloth. I'm a man of the unspecified cloth. So, um, yeah, that's exactly what I've been. This particular, we, we've talked about deceased spec cars a lot because we're fans of them. Um, maybe we should talk about witness protection motors as well. A modern-day witness protection car. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to go too old because it starts to stand out. It does. So you so you, I fewer can't, and fewer left. I can't use the Nissan Micra K11 
answer for this particular, no. which is my default answer for most of these. Because it, yeah, exactly. Because you'd want it to be immaculate, and then people go, "Bloody hell, look at that immaculate micro!" Yeah, it's twenty the, years old. Person under under ninety getting into it. Yeah, oh, <laughs> better <laughs> ring the mob and tell them just in case. But you could go. Um, I don't know. Do you know Come on, listeners, what would this be? Witness protection. Something that's sort of bland that would blend in is like a sort of last generation RAV4. Kashkai? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Kashkai. Yeah. Second gen. Second gen Kashkai. So not too new, but not too old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you had a first gen Kashkai and then you aroused suspicion in the neighbourhood because it didn't have a broken finisher over the rear number plate. Yes. Because um, they all have that now. And if yours didn't, everyone would go, hang on a minute. That's a bit suspicious. I'd better yeah. ring Big Tony at the mob and get him to come around and have a look just in case it's someone he wants to whack. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'd go the term second whacking is just, it's just silly. <laughs> it's just like smacking children. It's just dark. It's not, though, is it? It's not. It's killing people. Well, are you objecting yeah. to giving cutesy names to the act of murder? No, it would be like if someone approaches me and I think they're going to try and assassinate me, I would. I would make sure I'd shout oi oi at them and point at them to make a bit of a scene but then I would if, if they mentioned the word whack I'd be like listen you can do far better than that if you're gonna whack is what you do to spiders I suppose exactly it? then, it's just that you smack yeah. a fly out of the kitchen <laughs> it's, it's <not laughs> well I'm gonna same. go the other way now I think I'm gonna I'm gonna use the word assassinate whenever I, I kill a fly like, oh. oh that fly in the kitchen's really doing my head in. I'm going to assassinate it that, again, that's so Partridge-esque, Richard. You're <laughs> so the fly assassination in the kitchen. Don't go in there, Lynn. There's been some flies assassinated. Um, <laughs> Lynn, could you uh, get the hand vac for the windowsill? Uh, there are several assassinated flies there. Yeah, and can you warm up the bluebird? It's criminally um, overused on that particular oil, but let's just warm it warm it through and get going. Um, I don't think you're going to do better than, than a cash kai for witness protection. Car. No, witness Because yeah. they're sort of ubiquitous, but a little bland, and no one's going to look twice. Reliable, British-built, lovely. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no parts problems. Uh, it's no. not going to need any, so it doesn't matter. Um it's no, it's I can't. Good. I can't think of anything. Witness protection motors. I'm, I'm a big yeah. fan of. of, of well, that's I just it. But there we have. We've big shout out to anyone that's in witness protection right now. Yeah, <laughs> don't shout us back. Obviously, <laughs> no, don't shout. You never back. know who we're working for. If I ever drive past a house and you know I'm driving past your house and you're on witness protection, just give me three flashes of the torch if that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Is all that I what need. They do? No, I don't know. Or can you just light a candle and leave it in the bay window? Thank you. Yeah. I have. I, this is something that was on my list of, to, to bring up in this uh, episode. Is just to give out our email address because I th- realise we haven't done it for ages. Yes. If you want to drop us a line with your thoughts on witness protection cars, or if you know someone who has a car that is out of all proportion to their house in terms of its <laughs> flashness or value or whatever, yes. it's hello at smithandsniff dot com. Yes. Hello at smithandsniff all in words dot com. Is it me you're looking for? Exactly. And <laughs> how many people watch that over the Christmas and New Year break? Of course you do. You look it up on YouTube and you go, is that a gibbon made out of clay? <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's Lionel Richie with a semi-mullet, a camtail. Um, uh, just to stitch back to something else we were just talking yeah. about that had a Christmas theme, I, I, I typed into Google uh, Bananarama Band-Aid Golf. 
Yes. And one of the first things that comes up is a link to an Instagram post that Bananarama official made, and it's just a picture of um, Bananarama. And someone called Macadax in the comments has just put, when I think of Bananarama, the first thing that enters my head is the three of you getting out of a VW Golf outside the studio for Band-Aid. My word. Wow. They've taken the time to comment on Instagram with that. So that's how striking that is. Uh, oh, my God. I love that. There's someone here. I've just found another forum post from 2015. Mm. It, it is a Golf GTI that uh, this guy says one of the last Mark 1s from 1983. Interesting history as it was driven by one of the 1980s girl band Bananarama and is featured in the original Band-Aid video. Right. I need to speak to Kieran at If you are sad like me, you will watch the 25-minute documentary on YouTube so it shows a bit more and you can see the unusual Robasto-style sunroof. It's the the sunroof. Yes, I told you it had a weird sunroof. I told you this. I knew that 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 was the thing that that made made it strangely identifiable. It had a it had a, um, a non steel sunroof or non glass. Um, well, I'm not going to go to watch that. Well, anyway, look, as well, so. people haven't tuned in to listen to this kind of nonsense, have they? Or have they? <laughs> well, or maybe they um, have. I don't know. I think they probably have. I was I was, um, I was looking at my hand. I was actually going to talk about the fact that I broke down on New Year's Day in an old car. I've broken down twice in recent memory in old cars. Um, and it's a reminder that I haven't been maintaining them as meticulously as I should have, and that's what. Well, so one you of had my... the the charger alternator, charger went, alternator that, gradually, which we've talked about. Yeah, and then, <clears throat> and then what happened? Well, New Year's. Let me get this right. New Year's Eve daytime. I had to do a few errands, and I thought I'm going to get the Beetle out and I'm going to drive it because I haven't used it much since it kind of replaced a lot of parts on it. And bearing in mind, it hasn't been on the road properly since 2003. Um, so I thought, I'll have a little tootle. And I went and had a tootle. I went and had a coffee with my, in my, my, with my brother in his workshop where he was tinkering with, my, with his son, with my, my nephew, Ernest Trabant. So we had a bit of a West German, East German banter, or Trabanter, which is terrible. But, you know, good play on words. Trabants. And we listened to the two-stroke and drank coffee and then um i drove home and thought oh, i'm going to give it a little bit of um super unleaded on the way home a bit of e5 put put i thought i'll just give it a quick my brother was like yeah just stick a tenner in it i put a tenner in it which gets you about three liters of fuel yeah um which is very tragic and i didn't think about that and then i i drove it home put it in the garage and as I was kind of locking up the garage um, my wife phoned me from inside the house because that's what my wife does she phones me even when I'm next to her in the house just a great use of satellite based technology and um, <laughs> the call is coming from inside yes, the house oh, it's so, so irritating it's like dude I'm, I'm three I'm three rooms away um, yeah our house is not that big so uh, she phones me and, I, and she says, "Are you home?" I said, "Yeah, I've just I've just got in. I'm 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 in I'm in the garage." And she said, "Oh, I was thinking, um, is the was the Beetle running well?" I said, "Yeah, it was running lovely. It was beautiful." She said, "Why don't we let, let's let's go out in it on New Year's Eve because we were going over to a friend's house who was having a party and we were staying over with the kids." And I went, "Oh, uh, well, I suppose we can." She went, "Yeah, we'll do it. We'll get the stuff in it." I went, "Well, how much stuff are we taking on New Year's Eve?" And it turned out rather a lot. So um, I kind of went, "Oh, okay." I was a bit worried because I hadn't driven the car at night since two thousand and three. <laughs> so uh, I thought, "Okay, all right." 
so I put the car back out of the garage. I was being fed stuff to put into it, and it, it quickly, I was like, there's a lot of stuff, overnight stuff, two children. And what happened was, is in order to get all the booze in and all the party-related paraphernalia, I took out all my emergency things that I keep in that car just since I was 17, like a gallon of fuel, like a basic toolkit. That all went on the floor in the garage because didn't have enough room. Drove to the New Year's um, Eve thing down a load of back lanes because they live on a farm. And only one headlight on, on, on dip beam worked, but they both worked mm. on full. Got there, no problem. Kids were marvelling at the fact that Dad's Beetle still works. Great. Um, next day, drove to my sister-in-law's and no problem there. Great. Driving back from my sister-in-law's on New Year's Day night. Again, the car was full of stuff more than ever. It was supposed to have less stuff in it, but it seemed to have more stuff in it. Um, drove away from my sister-in-law's maybe about three quarters of a mile and it died going down a hill. And I and I thought, oh, the engine's cold. Mm, what's that all about? And then it was I realised I ran out of petrol. I ran out of petrol because the oh. fuel gauge gets to a quarter and stops working on that car because it, it's a basic float um, on a cable set up it's not electric and I hadn't put any more fuel in it because I was dim I'm an idiot so I had to get my sister-in-law out and she luckily she's an organised woman and she had two spare gallon cans because I'd taken my gallon cans out and I didn't want to buy another one so I put yeah two gallons of super in it how much is two gallons of super two gallon cans of super unleaded how much is that in pounds um, in pounds Oh God! Uh, seventeen quid. Seventeen quid. Richard. Oh, seventeen quid. So I, I mean, it's tragic, and it makes me feel like an old git. Um, but yeah, I put two gallons in. It was seventeen pounds. I think, and I said to, to luckily, chops was fine about running out of petrol because I just, I just dipped the clutch, turned the ignition off, and because it doesn't have steering lock, I just coasted it into a, a closed co-op supermarket car park. But I always like to break down with a bit of style. There's a whole series in this. Coasting into car parks with Johnny Smith. Yeah, it's, it's breaking week, down with style. I'm in a malfunctioning Fiat Strada. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm on a slight incline in Burnley. And there's a B&M home bargains down there with a lovely big car park. So let's get going. Well, it has to be said, my son went, Daddy, have we broken down? And I went, and this is the point of this conversation. I said, I turned around and I went, no, we've just run out of petrol. And that's not breaking down. And do yes. we all agree universally? <laughs> I, I, I maintain breaking down is not breaking down if you just run out of petrol. That's just you haven't filled it up with petrol. You put a, uh, yeah. put a splash in and she'll run again. And sure enough, yeah, because she did. I agree. Because putting petrol in isn't mending anything, is it? It's, it's not just mending. attending to something that you've screwed up. That's so. right. This isn't breaking down. This is just daddy's been an idiot and not put enough <laughs> petrol in it. Because he hasn't driven it since a long time. Just do what Mummy's doing and file it mentally in the folder called Daddy's Been an Idiot. Yes, exactly. Daddy's a toss piece. Um, but <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> and on that side of things, I think we should probably wind up this cast. Which I will do in the customary manner by telling the listeners three things. They are one, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Late Break Show, but you probably know that by now. Have you been there, though, recently and watched stuff? If not, why not, you shit? <laughs> exactly. Um, Listen to the man. Oi, oi. Message is more aggressive for the new year. <laughs> 
So, yeah, go watch some stuff on there. Like and subscribe and do that to our podcast as well, please. Uh, two, I have various books out. The most recent one is called Boring Car Trivia 3. If you didn't get it for Christmas, go and buy it for yourself and uh, wallow in the arcane and obscure information therein. Yeah. If uh, if you have got my Boring Car Trivia books, but you're jonesing to buy another book, can I recommend Secret Folds, Volume 2, by Steve Saxty, which I got just before Christmas, is really interesting. In fact, I'll, I'll talk about it some more in the next podcast because it's got some brilliant bits of information in it and some amazing photos. Um, and the third thing I've got to tell you is, uh, over the Christmas period, we sadly lost uh, uh, Betty White, uh, most yes. famous for a lot of people uh, for starring in The Golden Girls. Uh, what you might not know about The Golden Girls is that uh, Estelle Getty played B. Arthur's mother in the show, but in real life, B. Arthur was over a year older than Estelle Getty. Really? Yeah. Gosh, I didn't they, know that. They, they in... aged Estelle Getty uh, to uh, play Sophia. That's a lovely bit of trivia. And to add about the boring card trivia book... You can also buy Smith & Sniff merchandise. And if that's something that you'd like to do, go ahead and do it. We'll put a link yes. in... We'll put links. We'll put links for things. Go to thelatebreakshow.com uh, and, um, and there's there. a merch link to Late Break merch and Smith & Sniff merch. And you can buy Boring Car Trivia books through the merch Yes, shop. you can. Yes, you can. Uh, I also didn't say the Boring Car Trivia 3 has an excellent introduction by you. Oh, thank you. And uh, it's worth worth the admission price alone. <laughs> So, um, well, I'm going to go and go mow on. a few lawns for witness protection people. Um, yes, now, so I hope you have a wonderful day. I'm being pursued by the Welsh Mafia, so I am going to go and um, buy a low mileage Almira in which to go about. <laughs> Good songs, it's not a Gilbert invader. Yes, no, <laughs> they track that down, they've got them all chipped. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening, listeners. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.